Hello and welcome to Reliance's podcast. We hope that the message encourages your heart today. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet weekly on Sunday mornings at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. And if you want to find out more about Reliance, come check us out online. Father, do what you want to do. Um, there's a threshold, and that word threshold, there's two definitions that I saw for threshold. The first one is, it's the bottom of a doorway that you cross when you're entering into a room. Some of you old school people in here, I didn't say old, I said old school, okay? Like, you grew up in a generation, anybody carry your bride across the threshold, raise your hand. Oh, you sweet people. Did you see them? Some of the guys were like, and then put them down quick. It's like, I know. Right? And it was this symbolism of like, you're carrying your bride across the threshold as like a symbolism of like, I've got you now. I'm protecting you. I've got you. We're to start this new life in this new house. And it's the same symbolism of Jesus carrying us across the threshold into the Holy of Holies. He's like, I've got you now. We're going to start this new life together. Amen? Amen? The second definition of threshold is the magnitude or the intensity that must be exceeded, so over. The magnitude or intensity that must be exceeded for a certain reaction, phenomenon, result, or condition to be manifested. And I really believe that's what happened. So, so what happened is, is we pressed into the Lord with such an intensity and hunger for him that we exceeded that, that hunger became more than just a, yeah, Lord, what a great Sunday. It was like, no, you're here. And he goes, boom, I'm coming. And so this is the threshold of no return. And this is the kind of threshold that I want to talk about today. When you reach that place where there's no return, do you guys know what I'm talking about? How, anybody roller coaster, like roller coasters in the house? Anybody not like roller coasters in the house? All right. So, so last year we had taken my, my nieces and nephews, all of us went to, to Worlds of Fun, and one of my nephews was petrified of roller coasters, and I suckered him into going with me, all right? And we were going up the Mamba, right? And of course in the line, you know, it says, don't, you know, don't cross this line, this is, you know, whatever, if you don't want to go, this is your place where you turn back. And then when you get there and you get in and you're buckled in, and it starts to go, it's a place of no return, amen? You've crossed the threshold. So we're starting to go up that little thing that goes ching, 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 And he goes, I want off, I want off. Just starts screaming, I'm like, we're not getting off. We've crossed the threshold. And in that moment, everything comes over your heart. Fear, I'm gonna die. Like everything comes over. And then you hang over that edge. And it's terror for a moment. And then you go and it's exhilarating. Amen. Yeah. Somebody, somebody said no. It's exhilarating to some. But you're here, you didn't die. Uh, so we get down and he was like, that was incredible, and he wanted to do it again and again, and then, then he got to the place where he didn't want to hold on anymore. Do you guys know what I'm seeing him saying? He crossed the threshold. He realized that he was going to be okay, and in fact, he came into full freedom. This is the kind of threshold that I'm talking about. When you reach that place with the Lord where you're like, my hands are up in the air. I'm not even grabbing on anymore. I know you're not out to kill me. I know you love me, Lord. I know that you've got a plan for my life, and I'm ready. This is the threshold that we're talking about. And so there are so many places in Scripture that speak to this. And I just think that the church, we're, we're in a season now. The church is entering to a season where we know gimmicks don't work, but the Holy Spirit does. And if we just cross the threshold and just go, Holy Spirit, come, 
do what you do, man, we'll watch tremendous things happen. And so um, um, in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I just want to show you some threshold moments. Moses is, is speaking to the people. He says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose, everybody say life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life. He's not a part of your life. You don't add him into your life. He is your life and the length of your days. However long you get to live is the length of your days with the Lord, and he's the length of your life for all of eternity, so you live forever. Amen? And so this, this was a threshold moment that Moses was putting before the people of Israel. Choose this day. Do you want to live or do you want death? What do you want? Death is go about your own way. Life is obey the Lord, follow him, and he will be the length of your days. It was a threshold moment. Joshua has the same encounter. In Joshua 24, 15, the more famous one is this one. Joshua stands up before the people. What's he say? Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, what's he say? He gives you a threshold moment. This is it. Which way are you going to go? And so you see this throughout Scripture. In fact, this is what happened last Sunday with the baptisms and the people going, I'm not leaving till the Holy Spirit fills me. I'm not leaving till I go up into that water and come up a new man or a new woman. I'm not, I'm not leaving. This is my moment. One person was battling it like the roller coaster. They were like, everything in me says no, but my spirit says yes. It was beautiful. It was beautiful watching the Lord work in that person's life. And so then Tammy gets up and she reads out of Acts chapter 2. And it's, it's about Pentecost and how the Holy Spirit fell on those 120 believers and, and, and what looked like tongues of fire were resting upon them and they were speaking in other tongue, languages, speaking in tongues, speaking in other languages as people heard. And, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes upon them and it pushes them out from the upper room into the street. And I love this. They weren't just gathered in a prayer room going, hey Lord, we're just praying for something to happen. They were gathered up there. They were believing that they were calling earth down to he or heaven down to earth. Because this is what Jesus says, as it is in heaven, so it will be on earth. And so they had, they were like, Lord, like it is up there, bring it down. And a violent said like wind was rising up. And it was just the sound of it. And again, filled the whole room. You can read that in Acts 2. I'm not going to reread it. But what it doesn't say is this. It doesn't say they were filled in, 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 with the Holy Spirit and they had a really anointed life group, Right? Oh, it was so anointed. It doesn't say they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they stayed inside. It says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they burst out into the streets and they made a ruckus. And people came and the Spirit empowered them to speak in tongues that others heard in their own languages. And God moved in a profound way. Amen? This is what happens when we cross the threshold. And I wonder if the reason that we don't cross the threshold in church sometimes is that we're fearful what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Uh, yeah? Peter's message then comes in. So they cross that. Peter's message comes in, and he doesn't speak a soft word to them. Oh, look, we've got a crowd. Look at all the people in the room. I'm going to speak a soft word that really melts their heart, right? That's how we do it in America. It's like, oh, I've got a crowd. Okay, I'm going to speak a soft word. Peter comes in, and he comes hard and heavy. He goes, hey, you know the Jesus guy that you guys just crucified? He was the Messiah. Well done. 
well done, right? And they were like, oh, he's the Messiah, right? And so it says that, that he, he said this Jesus whom you crucified he was the Messiah. Then he's going to go through his sermon, and he's going to say, repent and be saved from this crook crooked generation. And something is recorded in Acts 37, we're going to talk about here in just a moment. It says, and it pierced their hearts. It pierced their hearts. Peter wasn't bringing a soft word. He brought the word of God with the spirit of God. And in Acts 37, the response when they crossed the threshold was, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? They came to a threshold moment and they're asking, what do we do now? And that's what was happening last Sunday. People came to a threshold moment and they said, what do we do now? And Peter said these words, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. From the, for the promises for you and for your children, for all who are far off, for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And so in this moment, what you see was all these people get filled. 3,000 people come to the Lord that day. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't go, okay, so where do we put our offerings so that we can go off and do our own thing? What do we drop our offering at? And that was a good word, Peter. It was pierced to the heart. Huh, I feel better. Like in that moment, everything changed. Here's what it records. They sold their fields. They moved into community with one another. They devoted themselves to teaching and prayer. Why? Because when they crossed the threshold, everything changed for them. Life could not go on as normal any longer. Peter is like, the Christ that you crucified, he's the Messiah. They realize it, and all of a sudden, they're going, oh my gosh, he is the Messiah. Here's everything. Everything changed in that moment. And I think the problem many times with the church today is that we, we don't count the cost when we bring people into Christ. Let me tell you what I mean. It's almost like we bring people into Christ and we hide the cost. Hey, they'll find it later. We hide the sacrifice. They'll see it later. We hide the surrender. They'll, they'll find it later. And so we come into Christ and we're journeying. We're like, oh man, I feel so good now in my heart. I feel so good. We've stopped piercing hearts. We've started coddling hearts. Yeah? I'm writing that down. It wasn't in here. Hang on. Okay, so we, we, and we have, and so what's happened is then people walk through their Christian faith, and they're like, nothing's really changed. Here we just sang a song, everything's changed. And then all of a sudden, we start to get into hard things, and we wonder, where are you at, Lord? But nobody ever taught me to count the cost. And never ever taught me, nobody taught me surrender. Nobody taught me sacrifice, amen. And so, um, and so this is where we, we get to. So they counted the cost. Everything changed. It was a threshold moment. And that's where Tammy brought us up and the Africa team brought us up to. There were three things. Believe, that's the salvation, be baptized, and be filled. All right? And she gave us three slides. Will you bring those slides up? I want to recap these. So, so to get to the Holy of Holies, right, there were, three, there were these three things in the temple. So in the temple or the tabernacle, when you read about it in the Old Testament, you had the sacrifice, the altar, where they sacrificed the blood of the lamb. That was representative of Jesus, right? 
So that blood cleansed us from sin. So you got the sacrifice, the altar of the lamb. Jesus is called, behold, the lamb who was slain that takes away the sin of the world. Okay? Then, after the priest would do the sacrifice of the lamb, then they would go to the wash basin. And that's our symbolism of a baptism. Just recap what Tammy told you. You go under the water. Once you've believed, you go under the water. You come up. You're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen? So now you've been cleansed, you've been washed, you've been baptized. That's why baptism isn't something you go, you know, I'm just going to pray about it. Maybe in a few years I'll do it. They were always tied together. Again, another thing that we've messed and missed sometimes in our Christianity and our faith in America is we've tied salvation like I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, cool, man, so you were baptized? No, no, I just really needed to hang out and see if, if that's something I wanted to do. They were always tied together because baptism was I go under the water, I die to my old life, I come up and I'm new. Do you see what I'm saying? So we disconnected them. Then, after the priest washed, was clean, then they would take oil and they would pour on the priest and it would go down the priest. What was the oil a symbolism of? What did Tammy say? The Holy Spirit. Why? Because you're not getting into the holy of holies unless you're holy. And here's what the Lord says. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. The Holy Spirit comes in and we're holy. Amen. So all of a sudden, we've got salvation, we've got baptism of water, the cleansing, and we've got the Holy Spirit, and that's what we focused on last week. I'm going to take these last two parts today. You see, everybody say, see the dotted line? Everybody say, that's the threshold. That dotted line is the threshold to get you into where you and I are supposed to live. Not where you and I are supposed to visit, where you and I are supposed to live. And it's the holy of holies, and that's what I want to focus on today. God has always had a plan for mankind to live with him in his dwelling place. And God's dwelling place is the holy of holies. So, so here's the deal. Jesus comes, and he comes, what, to set me free so I can live my own life? No, it says he set me free because there was a gap between God and I because of my sin. And Jesus laid the bridge down with his life that now I have access to the Holy of Holies. Amen. And the baptism was just simply my sign and seal to everybody in a public confession. I'm no longer living. Christ lives in me. And the oil of the Holy Spirit just makes sure that when I walk in there, the Lord sees the Holy Spirit in me. I'm holy because without holiness, no one sees the Lord. And so it would be a tragedy to believe that I've got salvation and I've got baptism and I've got the baptism of the Holy Spirit that he poured out on me and that I decide that I'm not going to cross the threshold, I'm just going to keep living my life out here. That's the tragedy of the church today is we don't know where to live from. We don't know where to live from. And so throughout history and scripture, God's trying to establish a dwelling place with man again. In the Garden of Eden in Genesis, oh dear Lord, um, in the Garden of Eden in Genesis, let's start there, right? Um, you've got the garden and God is dwelling with mankind, right? With Adam and Eve, garden in, in, in the dwelling place, in the garden. Fast forward, they build him a tent or a tabernacle out in the wilderness. God's like, I want to dwell with my people. Fast forward, they build him a temple. God's like, I want to dwell with my people. In the New Testament, the tabernacle and the temple becomes our hearts, so let me, let me work through this with you. In Ephesians 2.20, it says, Christ Jesus himself, being our cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into the holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a what? 
Come on, everybody in the house. Into a dwelling place of God, for God, by the Spirit. So we are the dwelling place for God. And where's the dwelling place of God? Say, Holy of Holies. This is where we live from. This is why in John 14, 23, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit coming upon you, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we, interesting statement, Trinity, and we will come to him and make our home, our dwelling with him. All of a sudden, this temple tabernacle experience has now been formulated right here in our hearts. This is where he dwells, in the Holy of Holies. And so, where God lives is inside of me. Say, in me. Amen. Where the Holy of Holies is, is inside of me. Say, in me. Amen. And I believe that it's time for the church to start living from the Holy of Holies. Not visiting the Holy of Holies, living from the Holy of Holies. Um, will you bring up that next slide for me? So, in the tabernacle, in the temple... Um, there were three basically courts. You had your outer court, your inner court, you had your holy of holies. And just real quickly, I want to do some work on this. So God has such a desire to be near to his bride, right? He loves you. He wants nearness. It's why he says, abide in me, I'll abide in you. All of this stuff. And if we're just blatantly honest with one another in this house, we kind of have a distant relationship with the Lord at times. We live at, a, it could be our priorities, our commitment to him, the things we say yes to, whatever. We've got some funky things in our heart that like to keep God at arm's length. Anybody in the house? You don't have to raise your hand. You agree? Just say yes and amen. Okay? And so what that does is, is it creates some ungodly things then that we do when we get together. Things that God never called us to do. Because we're living outside of where he wants us to be. And so I just want to go through. Jesus is going to tear the veil for a reason. He tears the veil so that we don't live in the outer or the inner, but that we live in the Holy of Holies. That's why he tore the veil. So here's what happens. The outer court, this is like when you come to Christ. You're new. You're coming to Jesus. Look how big the outer court is. You know why it's so big? Because you all bring a lot of baggage in there. Me too. I'm bringing all my junk into the outer court. It's big. And all of a sudden, I've come into Christ, but I got junk in my life. And I'm bringing all this baggage into my life, but I know that I love the Lord. I know he loves me. And this is, I've just come into Christ, and I've got all this excess stuff, and I'm learning things. This is where I'm learning things, out here in the outer court. And I'm coming through, and I've got deliverance happening in my life. Healing is happening in my life. I'm being set free from freedom, in, in freedom ministries. I'm working through the things, and all of a sudden, the baggage that I was once carrying, I'm leaving it in the outer court, now I'm taking a step into the inner court. Look, it's smaller. In the inner court, there's still a little bit of me. There's still a little bit of me in there. Still got some things that I'm holding into, but this is where I'm taking that. I'm learning really to go deeper in the word. My prayer life is developing things that the Lord wants in my life, man. It's beautiful, and I'm chasing after those things, but I still am struggling. Still got some things. I don't, uh, Lord, I need to let go of that. I need to let go of that, but, uh, and God's working on me in that place. And then you got your holy of holies. Whew. You got your holy of holies. It's in the holy of holies. Look how confined that space is. Look how small it is. There's room for me and God. That's it. And it's in that place I'm laid bare. When I cross the threshold, I'm not dragging baggage in because I'm seeing him face to face. And the moment that I see the Lord face to face, nothing else matters. My problems that I'm walking through, I just saw the Lord. 
the tension that I have with my wife. I'm like, Lord, I just don't know if you can restore my relationship. I just saw the Lord. The one who spoke and created the heavens and the earth, and he can't change somebody's heart? Do you guys hear me? In that holy of holies, this is where God is desiring for his church, his bride to come into. This is where she gets her full inheritance. This is where you find fullness in relationship. This is where you find anointing and authority and blessing. It's not just a nice idea to try to get in there. It's the place that we're supposed to live from. It's the place that we see in scripture where it says that we have rivers of living water that flow from us. Amen? It's the place that we read in John 4.14. It says, whoever drinks of the, water I will, uh, of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become a fountain of water springing up in everlasting life. So you come into Christ in salvation, and you've got this fountain of living water in you, and you're like, mm, it's good, right? I've got a fountain of living water in me. It's good. It's filled me up. It's, it's a fountain. It recirculates and just fills me up. And it's a beautiful place. But when you get into that holy of holies, this is where John 7, 38 says, he who believes in me, it says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Not just a fountain anymore. I've beheld the Lord. Rivers are coming out of me. Amen. We've done work on that before. And he said this concerning the spirit that he would give to those who believe. This is where all of a sudden everything begins to change. I'm not in the outer circle anymore. I'm not in the inner circle. I'm standing before the Lord and everything in my life is beginning to change. And let me share this with you. Um, people know where you've been. You can, you can tell where people have been in their life. Let me give you an example of this. Um, when you cross over into the Holy of Holies, it will be evident in your life. Let me show you Acts 4.13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. They took note, listen, that these men had what? They could tell that these cats were running with Jesus. They, there was something on them. They're, like their boldness and their courage and this, this uncanny like, like knowledge and the healings and the signs and wonders. They were like, these guys have been with Jesus. We can tell. My first job, my first job was 12 years old. I worked on a chicken farm. You could tell that I work with chickens. You ever work with chickens? You smell. You got chicken junk all over you, Right? That people didn't have to ask. They knew where I had been. Amen? People know where you've been. And when you've been with the Lord, it is evident. And so, just real quick in, in closing. Or, yeah, there's my team right there. Real quick in closing. We, when you go into the Holy of Holies, this is how we typically operate. If this is the Holy of Holies, we come in and we visit the Lord. And we're like, Lord, you're so good. And then we go out and we spend the majority of our time in the outer or this inner court. And we just kind of live our life and we just kind of do our thing. That's not the design that the Lord showed us. The Lord showed us is that it's this, this Holy of Holies. This is where I plant my tent stakes. This is where I live. And when I dip out, I'm a stranger and an alien in this life. When I'm living from here, living water's coming out of me, and my only desire now out here is that I'm running around trying to grab people, Ange, come with me, to get into, you're going to drop your Bible, to get into the Holy of Holies and go, I can't go in, there's only room for two, get in there. And she goes, ah. And then she goes, I'm going to plant my, I'm going to build my house in here. 
I'm going to live in here. And then, then when she leaves, she's going to run and she's going to get somebody. Thank you, Angie. And she's going to bring them in here because this is the place that we live from, not out here. And so I'm asking the church today, where have you been living? We bring up that one more time, Darcy, whoever's back there. Are you living in the outer court? Are you living in the inner court? Are you living from the place of the Holy of Holies? This morning, man, I love that you've received salvation. I love that you've been baptized. And if you haven't, man, let's do it. I love that the Holy Spirit has filled you up. But it's unto, those are unto crossing the threshold to behold Him in the Holy of Holies. It's where we're supposed to live from. And so if you feel like your life has felt like fruitless, or you feel like your life, you just, Lord, I'm just looking for that fulfillment. I'm asking you, where do you live? Outer court? Not even in the court. Inner court or the place that he desired, which is the Holy of Holies. Matt and, and, and Bree are going to sing an old song called Take Me Into the Holy of Holies. We're going to stand and we're going to sing it together. If you need to cross a threshold today, we're going to make this a threshold. You can come into the Holy of Holies where it's just you and the Lord. If you got to lay some things down, lay it down. But I'm asking, you can stay in your chair and do it. You, you literally can't. I'm not, you don't need to move on my behalf. If you need to physically see yourself crossing over a threshold and coming in, please use the altar today. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's word. We hope that it continues to encourage you and bless you as you go about your day to day. And until then, we will see you next Sunday. Have a great week.